0: Hey. Okay. Funny story. You see where I'm at? It's Starbucks. (laughs) Y'all, I can't make this stuff up. I did not want to cancel tonight because it's been a crazy week, but um, I, I'm trying to admit someone in the room. Um, So I, like a couple weeks ago, our internet just went down and like my phone right now is being spotty. And so today I kept seeing you know, AT&T's who we have burying cable lines or something. And I'm like, our internet's been off and on all day. So I was like, it was like an hour up until this started. And I went, I'm not canceling. I'm doing this thing. I drove to Starbucks and I'm like, I'm going to buy a coffee when I leave. So they don't feel like I'm just using them for their Wi-Fi. So that's why it looks like. I'm in a cave, but here I am. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it's like the worst call ever. But anyways, we're here. It's all good. Um, So I just felt like I need to explain that a little so jessica grant is joining us tonight and i'm going to go ahead and unmute you oh it says ask to unmute why is it asking me to ask you oh there we go I oh, we go. Awesome.
1: is that okay
0: <laughs> yeah okay so as others come in i'll just admit them into the room this is katie and this is ashley and um, two of our amazing <laughs> harmony members and so um I would just love for you to introduce yourself a little bit and then these these calls are really casual they're just really like everybody just talks about what's going on at school struggles wins and then um for you to just be there to ask i mean to answer any questions that may come and just sharing your own experience um about what you're going through right now too because you're in there (laughs) living it as well so i'll just let you take the floor a little bit
1: all right so i'm jessica grant um this is my 20th year of teaching so it's 20 and 2020 and what a crazy year it's been, right? <laughs> Insane. Um, so I taught elementary music for 14 years and 11 of those years I was at the same campus, kinder through fifth. And now I'm at a school in Dallas where I have kind of an odd job. It's kind of not typical. I'm at a private school and I teach grades five through eight. So I'm middle school, but I'm general. And so it's really an orphan. Inspired program, but I've brought in more of the Kodai and a little bit of Dalcros, and um, started out doing some more MLT as well during the Takademi system this year, which I'm loving for rhythm reading. Um, trying to think what else. Oh, uh, I should share that I have a podcast as well. It's called Afternoon Tea, spelled T-I, and so that's kind of um, how I really met Jessica was through the podcast world and through Instagram. And I just, um, so I'll explain what I'm doing a little bit this year. So we're in a hybrid model. And so I have students in front of me and I have students in the Zoom world at the same time all day long. Um, I'm on a cart all day. So I'm going in and out of rooms everywhere, and um, it's very fluid, so we have students in, we have students out. Sometimes we get noticed, sometimes we don't, even though we're supposed to, so it's been uh, a big challenge. I'm not able to sing this year at all with students. I'm not allowed to do my um, ensembles before school as we typically do. I can't play recorder, so I've had to learn a lot of different ways of integrating music making for students in the classroom and lots of different ways. Um, And I'll tell you by Wednesday, you know, I don't know how you feel, but I'm, I'm pretty wiped out. (laughs) And so, you know, every day as it goes on, you just pick yourself back up. And I mean, I have an amazing school, amazing coworkers, but it's Mm -hmm. been a a really hard year. I can be totally frank and honest. Um, So it's been Definitely a challenge. Um, I have two girls that go to the school. I have an eighth grader and a fourth grader. So I've been able to teach my eighth grader all the way from kindergarten up. I had her in the public school and now I have her um, at at Good Shepherd now. And um, I love being a music teacher and I'm really passionate about it. Uh, yeah, anything else you want me to share, Jessica?
0: No, I was just going to say, you did mention your podcast, but I love, and if I cut out you guys, I'm sorry, it says medium screen. <laughs> so hopefully this internet lasts. We'll see. I may have to like walk by the door and just be like, <laughs> anyways, I, um. No, you've been sharing some really cool lesson ideas. Your podcast that came, it came out today, right? Your episode about Carol of the Uh, Bells. Yesterday, yeah. Oh, yesterday. Okay. All the different things you're doing with Carol of the Bells, but Mm -hmm. I just thought it was really neat because um, you guys go and listen to her podcast because she shared a lot of different episodes about technology and how she's using it and like presenting it in ways I've never really even heard. So it's very, very, very good. And you're very good about it. Explaining things in a very clear and concise way. In fact, you were on my podcast and I can't remember what episode, but um well, I loved your episode because you talked about using orphan kidai and how to use them together. And it was like, you know. So um yeah, (laughs) you just have a great way of breaking things down. So um Katie and Ashley, I don't know. maybe people try to come on and since I hadn't started the call, who knows? But everybody watches the replay, and so um, everybody gets something out of this, even if they're not here live. Katie and Ashley, I'll just let either of you um, take the floor and talk about what's been going on. Katie, you and I have already talked a little bit this week, um, but like what's going on in your world since we last talked? What do you have questions about? um, Anything like that. I know we're approaching winter break, but we're not there Mm. yet, right? So, it does feel a little the kids are a little bit more sugar high and <laughs> all the things and if you want to talk just feel free to unmute yourself totally fine with that <laughs> they're both like not it
2: i usually go first so i was gonna let ashley go Hi. i can go if ashley wants <laughs> No, like
3: go sure. ahead, Katie. Okay. <laughs> I she's like,
2: whatever. Yeah, I can go if you're <laughs> I, yeah, You I go ahead. I,
3: went, I think I went first the last one. So it's like a waiting game. Our <laughs> principal he likes to use his strategic silence. He's like, I'm just gonna wait.
1: <laughs>
3: um, so we've kind of had like a bunch of twists and turns. So we've been virtual since the beginning of the school year, and then Two weeks before Thanksgiving, they're like, we're going to be in person. and We have this whole big hybrid schedule mapped out. And then we got like three act 80 days in a row to get everything together. And then the department's like, you should stay virtual because our cases are too high. So then (laughs) we just stayed virtual. And like right before Thanksgiving break, our district was like, we're just going to stay virtual till after winter break. So they haven't said anything since. So I don't know if we're going to be on a cart in January or not. Um, So we're just waiting to see. Um, In the last Zoom, yeah, last Zoom call we talked, or I talked about like how I wanted to set up a plan so that whether I'm in person or virtual, it works either way and there's not too much like shifting I have to do. And I kind of mapped it out now. So I was talking about how uh, struggling with upper elementary and the way I have it laid out now, it's out of order because it's on Zoom, but I figured it's not that big of a deal. So we do, if they participate, we do like stretches, we do a body percussion, and then we do squilt. And I've just been doing it with them because I feel like, especially like fifth graders, we have them first thing in the morning. They don't really want to engage in anything. So I usually, I'll play the video and I'm trying to pick things that are like interesting to them. So sometimes it'll be covers with like classical instruments, but like a popular song or um you know so i'm pretty excited we're going to be doing a, a remix on carol of the bells oh, fun. in a week or two so hopefully they like nice.
1: it mm-hmm.
3: um so and then usually like it's been super 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 basic right now because i've noticed um i just asked them what instruments do you see and like they'll name like one or two of them and then they're like and since the beginning of the school year, I've been doing units on the instrument family. so I'm like, oh gosh, no. <laughs> so this is, this is good review for them that they're kind of getting it uh, sunk in. And after they do that, I've just I have um I mentioned it a couple times in these Zoom calls, but the Carnegie Hall, those musical explorers. So right now they just finished up a unit on Haiti, and I think Brazil's next. If I, I think. And then I have an extra time folder just for technical reasons, because sometimes kids (laughs) can get logged on and they can get done in the first 20 minutes and then they have time. And then there's kids that get logged on and it takes them 20 minutes to type the three instruments, and that you know. So I just try to have buffers so that they have enough time to do things. Um, little kids are going pretty good. Um, I'm noticing more and more that second grade's starting to get more wiped out towards the end of the day, and I think it depends on the class too because the one class I had yesterday was totally dead, and the one class today I couldn't get to stop <laughs> raising their hands and just telling me whatever was on their minds. Um, for kind of a wintery season, I've been rotating a lot around the Nutcracker. Um, when we had those Act 80 days, I um, like to do like lesson banks. So last year I kind of just started spewing stuff into a Google Doc. So I was like, I'm gonna rearrange everything, have it all categorized. So I did that and I saw these winter lessons. I'm like, oh. it's like so much of it's like use items or partner mm-hmm. stuff. So I've been modifying it, yeah. um, but I mean, it's going well. I think they, now the one part that kind of stinks is they added us to the sub schedule. So now if a teacher's out, we got a sub and our classes are asynchronous, which kind of stinks. But so far they, they gave teachers the option to either teach from school or teach at home. And I live in an apartment and I'm like, there's no way I want to teach from an apartment because I'll get a noise complaint <laughs> in like two days. <laughs> And so I've only got called once, but then there was three days in a row where they called me and it was like, oh, someone popped up at the last minute, which is great. It's just, I kind of lose my planning time in the morning because I'm too busy running around trying to <laughs> figure out what I'm doing. But I mean, I can't really complain. It's, it's been going pretty well for me.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, you guys. Sorry. Okay. We're back. I moved the computer. <laughs> I'm glad you're all still there. I was like, Gah! okay, sorry. Continue. It says weak signal. I don't know why all of a sudden we're just going to go um, with it. <laughs> what was the last thing you heard me say? Um, you were talking about a, subbing mm-hmm. and asynchronous learning. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if we heard anything else.
3: No, nah, I was just explaining the logistics of it. It's it this way. I just I don't know I like this. I feel like I, I feel like I've reached this point where it's like I can't really find anything to be too stressed out about anymore like knock on wood. Um, we'll see once the next year what? next year yeah next year 2021 yeah uh, when it comes and if they decide we're in person or not that'll be kind of the next hurdle.
1: How long are they having you go virtual for now, like just till January or are they They said
3: till January, they haven't given us further direction because the plan is, is if we go hybrid, it's on a weekly schedule. So rather than having like an A day or B day, it's A week, B week. So we have a group of kids for one week, then we have the other group the next week and it alternates. It's actually 70 something outside today, so I'm going to sit outside.
0: In Arkansas like that's really weird
3: okay. snowing here <laughs> and the, no it's really it is, weird Ashley I'm up in Erie in Pennsylvania okay. this gets by the lake okay. medium signal okay we'll sit here um no oh
0: and there's a lot of music yesterday <laughs> guys it's never this you guys know this it's never this chaotic but y'all know me by now it's like whatever um my I um I already lost my train I thought. Oh, no. So like the last two days, it's been 70. I don't know. And then I looked at the weather next week. It's all 50s again. So I'm like, well, perfect day for this. Okay. So anyways, so Ashley, listening to you, and I'm sorry if that music's loud. Listening to you, it sounds like you are um, not as stressed out as, you know, especially at the beginning of the school year, where not just you, everybody felt it. And so it's really encouraging to hear that you feel a little bit more, um, like you're able to move forward and have forward momentum and that you are able it sounds like you're adapting lessons well and things like that um jessica do you have any advice about i mean i know she didn't really ask a question but like i know with you not being able to sing and you do choir it's probably been super difficult and so any advice about adapting lessons like she even mentioned doing um carol of the bells and how have you, how have you kind of thought on your feet and thought quick when it comes to maybe even adapting lessons as you've done
2: previously? Yeah.
1: Like just any advice around that? Um, I, I liked what you said about how you were thinking of things that, that you could do in case you do go hybrid. Um, and one of the things that I found helpful because we started our year with only essential worker kids. And then So i would have like three students in my class and then however many students out of my class so most of them were at home and so what i did was i because most of them were home i planned my lessons as though all of them were home and um so being that you're doing it virtually do your kids have access to technology or
3: yeah they um the older kids
1: have chromebooks and then the younger kids have iPads iPads that's what how, exactly how our school was so just I think you've got the right train of thought we're just trying to see what you can transfer um I would just kind of encourage you to just keep doing what you're doing it sounds like it, it's I don't know you sound so at peace about it and just like you I know it. I, I,
3: I'm not trying to make it seem like oh I have it yeah. all. <laughs>
2: because
3: I don't
1: no.
3: I don't um, Yeah. My, like the older kids, like, I want to get them enjoying it. Like right now, it just seems so mundane, everything I'm yeah. doing. And it's like, even with the body percussion, I'm like stand up. And it's like, I see like half yes Yes. So it's just like, I'm, I'm still trying to rack my brain, trying to find things that they find fun, but also things that are age appropriate. For them.
1: Yeah. Have you used Pear Deck at all or Nearpod? I've heard of it. i I don't know i'm scared (laughs) i'm not familiar with it (laughs) because those are the two things that i've found to be more engaging because the students like while i'm doing lessons have to be doing something during the lesson or they're like reacting and sometimes it's like simply circling something or um, making a little note about what they thought it doesn't have to be hard things um and so i found that to be engaging but i think that older, the older students for me are still easier in person than they are at home because the little ones will like still move and still like participate. But I feel like when they're home, they're more self conscious because they feed off of each other. And so, I mean i get the same thing where you see like that gopher like you know you see like the top of their head and you're like you know they or you'll see them kind of moving but they're off to the side and so i think they just just my opinion i don't think they feel as comfortable but that doesn't mean you should stop doing it like i still engage with them and then i'll have students tell me oh i love that or you know, and mind you, it's few and far between because usually we don't, I don't get tons of feedback, you know, Um, but every now and again, the student will say, oh, that was a really fun class. And I would never have known from what I saw on the screen, you know, so it's really, I think it's hard to gauge the energy between like, the students online, you know. And with like some of the kids,
3: because I know they're like self-conscious about the camera and stuff. And I'm like, you're allowed to yeah. turn your cameras off. And it's like, I know some of them are turning it off. They're like, oh, I'm just going wait here now. But I, like, I just, I'm hoping some of them yeah. that are turning
1: off the cameras, they are utilizing it to be able to feel comfortable. Absolutely. And I think we're, we've talked about this at our school too. We're used to seeing kids' reactions engaging their reactions and then kind of modifying and adjusting to what we're seeing and i feel like zoom makes that kind of tricky and with those older students i i found in the spring when we were totally virtual that they actually did more than i thought they had done because i wasn't using nearpod or or pear deck and wasn't getting that immediate feedback And, and so it sounds like you're doing the right things i mean you're the fact that you're engaging with it and you're not just putting stuff on and letting it go, like they're seeing you engaged with that. I think that's great. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so good for you.
0: What, Jessica, something just came to mind when you're talking, when you're teaching virtually, when you don't see a lot of the kiddos showing up, you know, like in a class full of 25, you maybe see like less than half come. How do you, because I know this question has been asked a lot in the Harmony group as well. How, what do you do I guess, like, just what do you do? Like, I mean, you show up for the kids that show up for you, but what do you do with yeah. the other ones who are, you haven't maybe seen their faces at all?
1: That's, so, that can be a little discouraging, you know? Absolutely. Um, back in the spring, um, I, I really went more project-based and did as much project-based learning as I could. And then I used like the breakout rooms and tried to make it engaging so they wanted to be there. But at the same time, I think um, I was really fortunate in that because of our attendance policy and everything, students had to be there. Like they were encouraged enough to be there that that I didn't really have many who didn't show up. Right. But um, my older kids, my eighth graders towards the end, they, because that's my oldest group, they definitely would skip class and not show up or, uh, so I, the biggest thing I did was email any students who weren't there and let them know that I missed them, um, and that did help. But I mean, if you've got six classes of 30 kids each and you're only seeing half your kids, that's an awful lot of emails to be sending out, you know. And then it can just be discouraging if if they're consistently not showing up. And so I think the, I mean for. for for what I did was I emailed my students individually and just said, I miss you, would love to see you. Here's what we're doing. And then they would check Schoology and use their learning management system. And I'd post, you know, like encouraging things on there. And then I always made sure every meeting to kind of do a checkup on them and say, you know, has anyone um, listened to this song or have you guys heard this version or like in the waiting room playing something that, was kind of more popular for them to listen to before letting them in to class. And I think the things we do as teachers is we feel like we're responsible for um, engaging them and like entertaining them and getting them there. And it's really hard because the, we don't know at home what their pressures are or what their home situation is. Um, And just, it can be so tricky feeling like we're responsible and like we're doing such a bad job or something if kids aren't there. And I know I take that really personally. Um, And it's I think we just gauge like their interest on whether we're doing a great job or not and then put ourselves down if they're not there when in reality we're we're doing a wonderful job you know and and so i think focusing on the students who are showing up and maybe even reaching out to the students who are showing up and just letting them know how great you know it was that they came i just feel like that personal connection made a big difference for me and so it's like when they're not showing up that discouragement just sets then um even if it's only a few students I, I would say I felt like I didn't really experience that as much as other colleagues have, but I, um, and the students who didn't show up, it, it definitely, you just feel like, gosh, why am I, you know, why am I putting so much effort into this? And then they're not engaging. And then half of them only showed. And it's like, but at least those kids were there and they, they showed up and really focusing on the positive, which. Yeah. it can be hard yeah it can be discouraging yeah well, and like
0: you said you feed off of your students you know their body yeah. language participation engage their facial expressions are they understanding and it's so hard to do that well first of all if the kids aren't showing yet but it's also
2: yeah.
0: you don't want to take it personally but it's also my sister who is a she's the esau coordinator at her school and she told me we actually had a phone call tonight um and she said She said she had just told her husband up until this month she's just felt like a glorified babysitter. And she said a lot of the teachers in her school felt that way. So I want music teachers to know it's all the teachers are feeling the pressure and the weight of she said all I've done up until this point is remind kids to put their mask on or to social distance or um, do your work and they they cry because they don't want their mask on and then because they're in school. And it's just and so hearing her say that because she she's never verbalized that to me. She's just been like, no, it's okay. I'm used to wearing my mask, but she's never said those things. So um, I just want teachers to know, you know, it I mean, you all are experiencing it every single day. You know, it's hard. And I just want you to realize that And I feel like teachers are experiencing more emotions. And you guys can tell me if this is the truth. Then you kind of let on. You have to kind of put on that strong face and be the strong person for the colleagues who you're communicating with every day. You know, if your administrator says, How are you? We don't want to come unloaded and start crying in front of them and be like, I'm totally fine. And then you like close the door, you're like, no. You know, and so I just want you to know it is okay to not be okay. It's okay to have a hard day. It's okay to um feel stressed because I just keep telling myself that like this, we don't know when. I that's the hardest part for me is the finality of it. I don't like not knowing knowing it's just my personality I type a personality i have to know things and then not knowing when this is ever going to end part is just like it's just frustrating you know and so i don't know i just knew some, somebody listening to this needed to hear that just you're not alone in this if you feel like you're alone or you're the only teacher experiencing the frustrations and the ins and outs of your day you're not um some teachers are just probably better at putting on a brave face and then going home and being like i'm exhausted and i'm done you know um, but Jessica, I love how you came on and you were just real. You're like, Wednesdays are hard. It's just, Wednesdays are hard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, and Wednesdays and Thursdays. I find by Thursday, usually Thursday afternoons, I'm spoiled because my girls are in eighth grade and fourth grade. So they're not little anymore. But every Thursday I come home and crawl into bed and I sleep till dinner because I'm yeah. so wiped out. And yeah. yeah, I had a colleague ask me this morning. We're only like two hours into the day. And um, I had something happen this morning that just, I'm not usually an angry person, I'm pretty even keeled. And something was said that just like fired me up and the, the colleague came by and was like, how are you? And I was like, how am I right now? How was I two hours? How am I gonna be in an hour? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was like, give me another hour to process what was said and done and then you know but in that moment I was like I'm really angry right now but I said an hour ago I was happy an hour from now I might be really sad or frustrated and so I feel like every day just comes with its challenges and trying to keep that positive mindset that it's going to be okay you know and that the way I'm feeling is real but I never want to react out of the way I'm feeling because I don't want to say something that's going to then later hurt me or students or Uh, others you know in a acting out of that frustration but yeah whoops no you're fine oh trust (laughs) me nobody's
0: experiencing more technology issues than me
1: um so yeah
0: (laughs) um have you guys heard um katie and ashley have you guys heard a colleague make like a comment and it's hard to move on with your day when you're kind of like You don't wanna dwell on that, you know what I mean? Because you know, it's so much. It's so easy to say, well, everybody's going through stuff, so people are gonna say things this year and they're just going through a lot too, so they're gonna sometimes say things or be on edge, but it doesn't make it okay. And yes, in the moment, you probably know that, but it still doesn't make it easy to hear those things, right? And so, um, have you guys been made to feel that way this year that you're just like, you're just the music teacher or had another comment said to you that you're just like, wait a minute. (laughs)
3: For me, actually, I, I didn't bring it up in the last Zoom call because I didn't want to seem like whiny, but about a month ago, I was on my lunch break, and I was like, you know, eat my lunch, and I walk around and stuff, and I walked by the uh, guidance counselor's office, and she was talking about the music program, and she's like, you know, like, these kids are like singing all these whitewash songs and they're not being taught to sing the way that's vocally appropriate for them he's like i'm in in a really diverse district and she's like you know like i don't blame the the teachers like they have their training and something like she wasn't talking about me directly yeah okay but like she's and thank goodness I mean like not in a like great way, but thank goodness I didn't have my spring concert last year because she's like those spring concerts are always awful, like they sound so bad. Like if I if I would have had a spring concert, I'd have been like totally
1: oh done. Oh my gosh.
3: Before. And yeah. like I know she wasn't talking to me and she wasn't like being super negative, but I don't know if she has like some kind of like vocal experience or something. So like she was talking about it like she knows <laughs> the answer. Yeah. But at the same time, a
0: musician, classically trained musician, doesn't necessarily mean they would absolutely know what to do with kids in an elementary music class.
3: And I'm not like a you know, person, I'm just yeah. So I kind of just like walk, like I didn't like yeah, anything. like the, I always yeah. I told the art teacher everything, and like yeah, I walk by. Her, but I'm just like I'm not gonna say anything. Like I just, <laughs> yeah. just whatever it is what
0: it is. And everyone has their opinions, and it's like that's hard though, because it feels like you know you're like, well, wait a minute, are you talking about me, or are you just talking about music? And why are you talking about that anyways? You know, because there's not truth to that, and you know what you're doing with your kids, and you know, um, yeah, just I don't know. I know that I mean, hard I'm to hear okay now. Like I was just yeah when I
3: first heard it. I was like, I'm a terrible teacher, but like, I mean, I'm fine now. <laughs>
0: So I worked in a very urban school um, I was one of the only one of the few white teachers. And then also we had a 98 percent population of African-American students um, and families, you know. And so I felt like sometimes I had to get taught to you about not like I was trying to just do folk songs and things like that. But I had to realize I do need to adapt some of my instruction. I'm not saying you don't. But I realized that the kids were getting a little bored with the way I was teaching because I just didn't know any better. I, you know, I just like, well, this is what they told me to do in college. And so I'm doing this whether they want to or not. And I started doing like hip hop recorder and we did rock this book I found called rock and rhythm raps. And I think I put a lot of those in the harmony lesson plans too. And, um, anyways, and so I just started kind of adapting the way the kids. And then I noticed once I started doing things, they really enjoyed they were still learning music. We were still covering the objectives and the concepts. Then I could add in a little bit more of the stuff that maybe I wanted to do. And then they were more receptive to it. But it's so, it is so hard. And I feel like that, like I live in um, the city I live in now, we have a very high um, Hispanic population. And so um, same way, if if and when I go back to the classroom, I will have to adopt instruction again and be like, 90% of the stuff I used to do, scratch that <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna reinvent the wheel again and so it is so hard and but i'm not actually i'm not calling you out or saying you don't do those things you know what i mean but i'm just saying um at your school it does take a what you are a second year teacher correct I'm trying, yeah okay so it takes a while to figure out those nuances of especially this year my gosh you know like give yourself some grace <laughs> like this is not normal at all so like. Yeah, You're normally your music room is your playground. You could be in there and like, this didn't work. How can I adapt that? What could I do different? Did that work? You know, but this year you can't. You're doing the best you can. And so keep showing up because um yeah, you're gonna hear those comments. And so I know that's tough.
3: Yeah.
0: Katie, what you got, girl?
2: Um, I was just gonna say the comment or, or the question of, you know, people saying things under their breath or you know, they don't mean it like that. Um, I'm our school's spelling bee coordinator, which totally brought on myself, don't mind doing, but um, we had to do it on Zoom this year because can't have people coming into the building for like our judges and stuff. And so I you know, worked really hard to coordinate all of that, got it um, to where the classes that normally come watch in the cafeteria could come, uh, or you could check in via Zoom. And specifically with one teacher in mind, knowing that she would whine if she suddenly was not able to watch the bee as you know, an alternative to instruction time. Um, so I made sure that she could do that. And then yesterday, I was talking to her about how to like set up her classroom for virtual kids and then have the other zoom on her smart board. And she was like, Well, I don't even think we're going to watch the bee. And I said, Okay, well, if you change your mind, here's how to do it. And I just turned around and walked away And she. Can't ever be happy um but as far as our model for our school we are choice model. so right now we have like a handful of kids per homeroom that are still at home um the rest of us are all at school masked decently it's not as bad as i thought it was going to be um but we do have those few kids that just refuse to wear it correctly um and then we don't have any homerooms that are fully virtual but there's just a few here and there in each homeroom. um and then we have a good many coming back we just got the list today of who's choosing who's to come back for this second semester um there are a few kids that are going back virtual but most people are going to be in the building but our numbers in our county are going way back up And I'm surprised that we're even in person right now. I really thought, because the Friday before Thanksgiving, they said, okay, big packets for the three and a half weeks between breaks. Um, Everybody, take everything home you might need, which sounded a lot like the Friday we shut down back in March. And all of us were like, okay, here it comes. And then they, not only did they not send us home, they didn't even mention like, okay, we are choosing to come back in person. It was just like, we all just assume we're supposed to show back up to work on monday yeah. um and then we've not heard anything about after the break which is i'd rather it be a proactive decision yeah. than a oh no we have to do something about this decision but yeah. they don't pay me the big bucks to make that choice so. yeah you,
0: you just, just want to know so you can plan yeah.
2: yeah and i have a student teacher starting we we also took some furlough days as far as like our budget cuts for the disc for this year and our furlough days took away those two planning days that lead us into january so we come back the kids come back and my student teacher starts that day so and i talked to her today and i was like she said you know what's your format now what's it going to be in january i said here's what we're doing now your guess is as good as anybody's i'm not sure that's what we're doing (laughs) on january 6th we could Uh, not know until january 5th what that's going to be um, I had yeah I
0: had an intern with music service learning and I was kind of telling her that she was about to graduate and I said the good thing about student teachers right now I feel is if they can get through this they're going to be able to get through anything oh, yeah. and I told her that yes. I said you're going to walk into the teacher's going to go eh. and you're just <laughs> going to be like wanting more direction and they're really going to eh. and you're just going to have to learn to adapt like all the teachers are right now and she's like i'm not saying that to scare you i'm just that's what the reality is right now there's not a lot of you know <laughs> so yeah
2: um, exactly what i told molly i was like i really your guess is as good as mine and she wanted to know she's like you know what kind of do you play in units and i very much i'm just like year to year as long as by may comes around they've got everything i'm constantly changing what order i do things in and So I said, you know, these grades have these concepts kind of down, like fourth and fifth grade, we've really drilled quarter note, eighth note, rest, Um, because I'm, this is my third year at the school, and I'm still recovering children from their previous teacher who didn't teach them any, like, concepts, they know a lot of folk songs, but they don't know, have any conceptual knowledge of how to express, and they don't have the foundations on which they can improvise, um, So I told her it's like you know they really could start getting in the 16th notes fourth and fifth grade really could um they're ready for that um so if you want to teach that or if you want me to start that and then you do stuff with that um but i just you know like i always like to be really organized and really be helpful to people and it's killing me that i cannot plan as much as i want to because i just don't know yeah Um, yeah, that's yeah. the hard part.
0: Um, but the good news is, Katie, you've already taught on a cart. Yes,
2: I've taught <laughs> you've already. The, I've been you've done the paper the packet, packet thing. You've done, done the packet thing. I've done it. Done it all.
0: <laughs> so you kind of, in a way, I feel like you'll. I mean, do you feel this way that you'll be able to adapt, whatever the situation is, kind of quicker this time around? If you're told, like, instead of going in person, we're switching
2: it this way. Yeah. So when Is we were it speaking, like, it was? We were yeah. preparing to, you know, whatever we were going to do after Thanksgiving, um, they said, you know, if you want any paper mate, like paper stuff to go home, um, go ahead and make it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to choose for that three and a half weeks to plan it so that I don't have to have paper, um, and kind of being able to. And we also now all of our kids have Chromebooks where they didn't before. Um, and back in March, it was just, if you have a device, great. If you don't have a device, figure it out, I guess. Um, and so we did have some kids do all of their mid March to May schooling via picking up a packet every week. Um, which was interesting, but um, yeah, yeah, I think that now it's, you know, I've, gone through all of the various formats of teaching because we started this this semester we had three and a half week, or really four weeks of everybody was at home the teachers were at school but every all the kids were at home um, so at this point you know i've done all the formats it's kind of like all right you choose yeah. and we will do we'll figure yeah. it out yeah but yeah. it's how- the not choosing and communicating that's the oh, issue i
0: was gonna say how have things been going for you the last month even
2: They've been okay. Um, I, you know, it's not safe to sing. And then especially coming out of a break, all of us are kind of like, like, you know, we've been singing here and there because our district decided, you know, you can sing for 15 minutes masked and preferably outdoors, but we understand if you can't be outdoors. Um, So we'll like sing here and there, but um, it's just like, I don't know. It's exhausting. It's way more exhausting. It's like living that first month of being a teacher over and over and over again. Like, you never really get your feet under you. It's yeah. constantly like, okay, I've got that. Oh, now I have to do this. Oh, no, <laughs> this. now this. Um, That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just yeah. that constant exhaustion. So, uh,
0: every day. Oh, sorry. So, no, you're ready? Okay. I was going to say, Jessica, with the not singing, how have you adapted for that what, do you have your students hum do you have them listen to the music and do activities with it what what adaptations have you done for the not singing part of things because i know that's a big question too
1: yeah, I was making notes what you said, Katie, about like living the first month of teaching over and over. I'm like old school taking notes because <laughs> I <laughs> knew I, I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. Um. So with, with the not singing, um, it's been hard because I'll find myself starting to sing. <laughs> you know, you go to explain. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're allowed to hum. Definitely. So I found some songs. I just... I find it hard because I feel like the kids just, maybe this is just my experience, but you can tell me about yours as well, that I feel like the kids don't sing in tune as well when they're humming. Like they they don't hum in tune and their rhythm is not as good either when they're humming. So I've tried to find ways that there are songs that they can hum that have like a simplistic melody to them that isn't like a lot of um, 16th notes or or things in them. Um, But that's been my biggest biggest, um, issue, I think, is trying ways for them to make music without singing. So uh, when we're virtual, that has been like the thing that I did the most of was having them sing. And then when we're in-person slash hybrid, I find that I'm leaning more towards the project-based pieces just because it's easier to teach them in units and in lessons and do kind of more of a general music overview than it is to really do specific music pieces with them. And so, I I mean, the humming works, but like I have 80 minute long classes. And so because my classes are so long, that you know, I can't hum with the students for eighty minutes. It just right. there's no you're feel way. going like to you're buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so I I tend to pick specific piece and then we'll hum it for like four or five minutes and go through patterns. And same thing with solfege. When I'm doing solfege, we'll hum the pitches and I would tell them, okay, you know, in fourth grade you would have called this dough. <laughs> here's what it is and i'll hum it and we'll do like a lot of listening activities where it's like is it the same or different is the melody moving higher or lower what would the contour of that look like and so they'll draw the shape and then i'll show it on the staff and then we'll either play it in some way um if i have barred instruments and if i can fit them in that classroom or um you know it's just a lot of flexibility and I feel like if I'm making the videos or screencasts for them then I can sing all I want and they can listen but I feel like the older students really like love the doing of music and learning by doing and so I I have found really the singing has more been just a small portion of the lesson and that's that's kind of been my solution because I've I'm really not sure exactly how else to do it at this moment, Yeah, you know? Um, It's
0: more, it's like a lot more music appreciation type of stuff in a way this year. Um, Yeah, I know that's been the biggest shift is as music teachers, a lot of it is based around singing and then you kind of layer on top of that other things. And so um, Katie and Ashley, do you have any questions around that or anything else for Jessica Mm -hmm. while she's here about what do you do if your kids can't sing, or maybe lessons you've tried, that or structuring lessons and things like that, or anything else, or even um, technology? Because I know Jessica's really good
3: about implementing that. Um, I think I'm just bouncing more back to the uh, not retention, but participation. And this is like COVID or not. Um, I like in my building. Students get a grade the second and fourth quarter but it doesn't really impact anything. So I guess my question is, is when you have kids who absolutely won't participate in anything, and I know like building bonds with them and going with them and finding their interests, but it's just like when I'm thinking about going back in person, like how I was talking about like the stretching and stuff and I see half the kids not doing it, I know I'll get a couple more in person, but you know, how am I going to encourage these kids to participate? Yeah. That's kind of my big worry.
1: Yeah. And well, and especially, is this your second year at the school? Mm -hmm. So you're like, and last year, holy cow, what a year to start, you know, where you're like in person and then March is all crazy. And so, um, participation, I think, um, the big thing that I've, that you might think of doing is giving them some kind of question about like and maybe you've already done this but like the things they enjoy like do they um if, do you have access to a lot of instruments
3: yeah i've asked them unfortunately like our classes go from like 24 to 27 kids in a class yeah um and it's like i have i've done enough donors choose projects to get enough egg shakers and activity scarves but like in terms of like the tubano and the world instrument drums it's like i have a couple of those and a ton of hand drums but of course yeah. I have a big one <laughs> and it's it's just interesting piece. it's like i asked when i started i asked at the middle of the year and i asked at the beginning of this year like well what would you like to do and i don't get it you anything. don't get much feedback maybe they'll say yeah. i want to play an instrument but again it's like it, it's it, i can't put them at home right now yeah so yeah have
1: right. you tried um have you tried something like Soundtrap or no, i um, use the um uh, Band or um audacity google Chrome. oh look, the google chrome, chrome the chrome music lab, music lab. Yeah. <laughs> that one's so yeah. fun
3: I've cool. had them like create songs and stuff. Um, I think the fifth graders, they kind of liked it. The third graders <laughs> loved it. Yeah. But, again, like they're, we have such a, like a high turnover rate. Like we get like four new kids every week. So it's like, That's I hard. could do quarter and eighth notes with them, but I'm afraid of going too deep into, into new things. Because the next yeah. week I'm going to have a new kid. And then it's like, you know, I got to go back to the kid, come back and then there's a new kid. Um, but like, I know there's the one, what's it called?
1: You put like the shirts on them. Incredibox.
3: Like, yeah. I want to use it, yeah. but like, part of me, I worry about everything. It's like, I don't think anyone would say anything, but then when you see the characters and like, they don't have any shirts on and stuff. I'm like, am I going to get uh, the- Like right. So yeah. like, you yeah. know, GarageBand,
1: like it they, could I mean, be so,
3: yeah. It, it's
1: too complex for them absolutely yeah Yeah. and the participation Mm because i was going to say i find with my older students that the instruments are such a draw but then if you have classes of 27 and you only have three instruments that Mm -hmm. you know the tubanos that's that's definitely challenging um i was trying to think of like i I mean this is probably stuff you've thought too like having them if they like to create like I guess it'd be more project-based, but like creating like a product and creating a jingle for it. But that might be like something that they'd be like, you know, I mean, I don't know your kids, but just I have, um, where they're creative, creatively making something or do they like to act? Like getting them engaged and- I mean, of- they like to good, act. I don't know. Yeah. The constructive manner,
3: I'm not so sure. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> back- <laughs> I had them do, they had to invent their own instruments. So that was cool. And then oh, I did yeah, cool. on film yeah. and how sound effects are made and how they have to like re-layer in sound effects and stuff. And I had the kids like create their own sound effects. And again, kind of circling back to the participation thing, like I had some kid make a slideshow for me, but then some kids
1: were like,
3: wear high heels for shoes stepping. So, you know. yeah variance of concept.
1: when it sounds like if you have a high turnover that like you have to think short-term lesson plans so that way you can like repeat the concepts but in new ways mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of with with older kids you know and you're like third through fifth grade is I you're K older through five K through five okay
3: um Plus, third to fifth grade they're the trickiest yeah. Um, second grade, I've reached this weird gray phase because I'm using Fire Robin for the younger kids. Second grade, like we're kind of navigating into the rhythm yeah. land and stuff now. So we're yeah. doing like snowflake and tree rhythms and they're making different patterns
0: right now, which this yeah. is helpful.
2: That's fun.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's so, Jessica, what's a simple, you name some different technology. My eyes started watering. I don't know why. And um, that you use. What's like a simple, just give an example of a simple lesson plan like with your sixth graders which would be you know i mean something that maybe she could break down into a fifth grade level just like yeah i don't know even this week something you did with like your sixth graders
1: so well i'm on the spot no you're fine (laughs) i'm kind of on a really totally weird schedule because i only see my kids three months after school year see them every other day for 80 minutes for three months and then i don't have them again for like sometimes a year and a half, depending on what trimester I have them. So I had my sixth graders last trimester or seventh graders last trimester and eighth graders. And then I have my fifth graders right now. So what we've been working on um is um, we've been working on really like Takadimi, Toddy, Ta and quarter. So quarter, eighth, 16th and then quarter rest because we're still reviewing and this is only my second week with them or third week somewhere in there with them and so I found this um Rob Amchin video are you familiar with Rob Amchin so I'll type it in the chat um so you can see his name um but he has like if you look up Rob Amchin he has tons and tons and tons of videos out there and usually they're of him teaching like college students or explaining games and things and I found this one that it was something with Starbucks. And so I figured, oh, my kids would enjoy that, but I need to like figure out something totally different um, for them to do with Starbucks. And so we did the body percussion to it and they created it to the phrases, but it's pretty simplistic. and It's all eighth notes, quarter notes. And then I was like, well, I should have let my students like order from the Starbucks menu, so I created this Google slideshow that had like the sizes, the Starbucks drinks, and then the Starbucks toppings. And so I had a, every student kind of create the Starbucks order. And I told them if it's not on the menu, and you know something else that you like to eat there or you like to drink, feel free to throw it in. So am I able to share the screen, Jessica? Do you know? You should.
0: You should be able to. Let me see. I'm, let me make sure I have this so that set. Okay. Oh.
1: um
0: if. It says disabled, but if not, that's fine. Oh, no, because I have it. Okay, you should be able to know.
1: I think I had it on
0: only host because I'm not on the computer
1: usually. Oh, you're fine. Okay, I see it. So I created this thing for students to like create their menu and they just wrote down their words and then they had to figure out and I I worked with them and I have one student share rhythm. um, And then what we would do with that is they would write out their order. And of course it got the kids talking about what they liked, what they didn't like and all of that. And all of them are, even if they haven't been to Starbucks, cause I had students who hadn't been to Starbucks, but even if they hadn't been, they kind of knew some of the ling, you know, linguistics mm-hmm. like Frappuccino and whatever. And then what they would do is we would figure out a rhythm pattern to that. And then we'd compare, okay, who had similar rhythms, um, which one would make a good baseline, uh, which one would make a good medium drum, high drum, but we didn't have drums in the classroom. So we used pens, pencils, and and desks. And what we did was I had like the bass pattern. I would ask them to all play it on their chairs or their desks or on the metal legs of the chair. And then we figured out, okay, one part, which part could be played on which one? Did we want the markers? Did we want the pencils? And then we kind of created this found sound body percussion piece out of it so i'll i'll show you um that's so cool it's pretty um simplistic and i'm happy to share this with you if it helps at all. yeah um because i can just unblock the google slide i don't know why it won't let me do it sorry no you're fine like um i was thinking
0: when you were talking i was thinking about this book i mean i can't remember what it's called now but it was like found and sound or something like that where basically it was like using trash cans brooms yeah you know things in that that are in the house and actually i'll see if i can find that book but things they have at home to create music and it was really
1: cool i just find it like a lot of them if we don't have the instruments a lot of times they enjoy or at least my students do like um they just enjoy making sounds out of different things that you know kind of like stomp and everything Uh. um But I, can you see the screen? Maybe I'll hit present, maybe that'll be better. So what I did, yeah, yeah. sorry, it's loading. Oh no, you're fine. Um, so I made the slide and I would just speak the poem to the students and then I put in blue their parts so it was like, can you tell me how to get to Starbucks? I do not know. Can you tell me how to get to Starbucks? I do not know. Ask that man and he will tell you. Ask that man and he will tell you. Can you tell me how to get to Starbucks? I do not know. And then we talk about the rhythms and we didn't spend too much time with it. But then i created this like starbucks menu and they're like oh well i usually get water with a twisty straw or whatever and i was like that's fine and if you don't want any toppings you know you could say short americano no toppings or however you want to create or they were like well what if we do two toppings so i'd be like tall espresso with crème brûlée and chocolate curls or whatever they ended up doing and then as the, I give them the example and we talk through it. And then these are part of one of the classes. Um, And I just write shorthand for like Henry's, I put in the little asterisk for Vente Peppermint and I, I put those in for rest. And then we went through the classes and finally came up with, okay, the baseline is gonna be this part, medium drum, high drum. And then we can always create it into other other parts um yeah i'll share that with you jessica um and then you can give it to all your harmony members if you want to use it but um but i found that that worked well for me this week and then i did a um carol of the bells lesson with them and did kind of comparing and contrasting of listening to four different pieces that were like a choir piece, uh, Lindsay Sterling, pentatonics, and then a pianist. And then they would respond in the pear deck. And then I had them write under the quarter notes and the eighth notes, the Taz and Toddies or Taz, T, whatever system you use. And just it would allow me to see that they could recognize quarter note versus eighth note. And then we played a simplistic part to it and talked about like the scale, in one section E to E. Um, I give them the notation for it. And then my students at home, I give them an online xylophone and I tell them this is not a perfect uh, representation, but it's what we have at home if you don't have a piano or keyboard. And so they literally can do it by numbers or by letters, but then the students at home all have them play their part, you know, um, and it just works out really, really well. So Pear Deck is... um, they don't have to make an account at all it's all teacher in fact um i can put i don't know if you guys have time for me to pull one up that's a to you um, girl okay i i totally can do it real yeah real quick yeah go for it so it's within do you guys use google drive yeah okay so it's totally within google drive and i was really confused about exactly like how does this work? Because it sounded so confusing to me, but um, there's this thing in the add ons and there's a free version and a paid version. So when you click on add ons watch mine won't work now, but it should, oh, there it goes. When you click on uh, get add ons you can get Pear Deck in there, but it basically, um, when I open the Pear Deck, it'll bring up this column on the right-hand side and um, it gives me options for things to do to my slide, So I can make it a text slide. I can ask students to draw on it. I can make it draggable. Like they can drag items to different places. And so what's cool about this is you can do the lesson synchronously or asynchronously, and then you choose how you want them to do it. Um, so let's say I chose asynchronously. Then I can give them this link and they just click on the link and they can do it anytime that they want to Um, it's not oh here it goes but just so you can kind of see Um, and what I really love about this is then when you save your folder you get every individual student's work and you see everything that they have done or not done which worked out really well for me when a student this past week chose to draw creatures instead of writing the rhythms. And so I was like, hey, I saw you didn't complete it. You know, you yeah. were busy drawing instead of doing the assignment. But I, I just have them write like the rhythm underneath and they draw it on there. And then on the thinking slide, they'll get like a little pop-up mm-hmm. box. And so the, they share their opinion of what mm-hmm. they heard And then um, I've got the notation of the parts as we walk through it. And then um, I wrote like little hints of how I help my students with that. And then we also talked about like motives, what's a musical motive or a motif. What's a song, bless you, that you you have heard a motif to and I'll be like bum, 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 bum. And all of them immediately go dun, 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 you know. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, so in Carol of the Bells, here's the motif, you know, check this out if we wrote it all together. And then we talk about repeat signs and reading the words in more of a, um, like uh, what you might see in a, a hymnal, you know, with the, the verses and things. And so it I, I like like a lot because it's, um, it, it'll make a, co- yeah, it makes a copy for each student And they don't see each other's at all unless you show their responses along the way, which is pretty cool because then you can click show responses on the teacher and say they've given feedback. You can go, oh, um, yeah, I like what you said here, but it does the student name, so it's anonymous. But for the teacher, when you get their own copy, you can see which student said which part. Yeah. So I, I feel like that has kept them accountable, but it's also given them the freedom to like share things. And it's been super easy to use. I was really nervous to use it the first time because I thought, I don't really know how this looks from the student end. So I actually logged into two computers and like did the website on one <laughs> while I yeah. was like my other one and then tried it as the kid. And that really put my mind at ease and then just told the kids, we're gonna try this and if it doesn't work like anything else, we'll figure it out. You know where the
0: years pivot. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> like I'm
0: thinking of the friends episode with Ross, you know. I
1: asked the <laughs> couch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, I think that's yeah. you know, I mean, you asked for a lesson. That was kind of like love it the majority of the lesson speaking and then getting them to move because normally I'd be like, oh, you know, not the older kids love holding hands. It depends on the class and their comfort, but we can't do that anymore either. So like the folk dancing and movement aspect, I'm having to find ways for students to do that individually or where they feel comfortable at home. Yeah. Um, another thing I did that might um be helpful to you is um there's one called Alpha. I can't think of the word by it's by Jim Solomon, but the piece is called Alpha 4. Yeah. And it's his body percussion. He has a body percussion book, but it works perfectly with Jingle yeah. Bells um by the Andrews Sisters and uh of, the guy in Bing Crosby. Oh, so cool. that pattern, the A B pattern, um, it's a really great tempo for the jingle bells by the Andrew Sisters. So I would teach on the body percussion, fairly simple, two sections, and then we would perform that to J. And it was a really just kind of fun activity that wasn't you know too much for them. Mm-hmm. But the kids like would smile and then in the middle be like okay break dance you know like yeah. make up your own move and then we come right back to the a section yeah. so awesome. um but that's kind of um that's what i did today so, so. helpful so
0: helpful oh, oh good um, that's the book um i believe it's Al- no sorry it's not it's that Al- what's his other one alpha rondo body rondo um
1: i know I, i'm looking it up right now
0: but anyways one of one of his books is where the i shared a body percussion um warm-up with the harmony members i put them in almost oh good yeah not the yeah. though his stuff is where i got that from oh so, my gosh
1: i love jim solomon it's the body yeah. rondo body yeah. rondo book
0: i love anything with body percussion or any just mm-hmm. rhythms and then you can add words underneath the rhythms to yep. like you can change it up however you want and um yeah, have the kids speak the words like you you already saying with like winter words you know mm-hmm. snowflake instead of ta-ta um, that's perfect yeah so thank you so much jessica i really oh, I appreciate your time helpful. oh my gosh thank you so much i yeah um i have not just to be honest i've not played around with very much and so i've always kind of been curious about it i guess i didn't realize it was that simple <laughs> you just go to google and you're like oh right there yeah
1: yeah and it's okay. really just deciding what you want to do with each slide but then but it I mean it does take time to figure out like on the you know and, and one so of the up. um I should probably put this on Instagram for how to make sure that your background picture is movable, so that you end up with a frozen background and then only the parts that you want them to manipulate are movable so there's oh, yeah. a little hack for that that I was like oh and once i figured that out it made it so much easier too yeah, yeah. and then i'd love to connect with you guys um yeah uh, tell everybody I, where they can find you yes yeah so i'm at um Hi afternoon Tea. it's the <laughs> on instagram it's h-i-g-h afternoon and then t-i um, and then the podcast is afternoon tea and then um i'm trying to think where uh, that's pretty much where i I don't post like tons on there, but I'm getting more comfortable. It's so funny; it, it takes you time to get used to. Oh yeah. Oh no. I'm I can podcast because I'm in my little like hole talking yeah. to myself. Yeah. But it it's weird getting used to doing like videos or yeah. talking. So I'm getting more comfortable yeah. with that. But Oh no, um, podcasting's
0: my jam. Because
1: yeah. I just turn it on and yeah. I
0: I have notes and I'm like, here we go. It just, <laughs> I just talk. start. Talking. I know it's terrible
1: yeah um, and Katie yeah. and Ashley I really enjoyed meeting you and hearing you know it makes me know I'm not alone either in this music world I mean it's it's a weird season and it's it's not easy so yeah hang in there
0: <laughs> yeah and we talked about this I believe last month that December for music teachers is weird because you're used to planning holiday performances and all the things and so this year you just kind of like can't do a lot of that so what do i do with myself you know it's just like different but thank you so much i really yes your ideas you shared are so amazing and um harmony members watching the replay reach out to her connect with jessica listen to her podcast i cannot stress it enough every time i listen to one of your episodes i learn so much too oh good so good it's so 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 good um so, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Ashley and Katie, for coming. Sorry about the technology issues. And <laughs> my husband texted me, like, right now, so the internet just came back on. And I was like, of course it did. So, <laughs> that's what it is. But thank you guys. Have a good night. Have a good rest of your week. And I'll see you guys soon. Thank you.